Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Bad habits can be hard to break even if we don't want them. Good habits can be hard to establish even if we do want them. Today we're going to be talking about habits from spirit perspective, how to break bad habits, and how to use good ones to help you to accelerate. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's jump right in. Dennis? So this certainly is a segment, Karen, that we can all relate to. We all have good habits, we have bad habits, but maybe where we could start is the bad habits, you know, and how do I break a bad habit? And uh, do you have anything that could help us with that? Sure. So I'm going to back up out of that question and I will get to it, but just to give some context, okay? So I think the way that most people think of breaking a bad habit is they have to exert more willpower and... Um, well, that's really just about it, oftentimes. You know, it's like uh, you have to first notice the habit and then have the willpower to break it. That's usually how people suggest There has to be a lot of suffering yeah, and <laughs> constraint and hard work and dedication uh-huh. and, oh God, I don't know if I want to break it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's, us, there's a, there's so a lot. So tell us your experiences. <laughs> well, well, when we talk about patterns, you know, some, some of these habits, the roots are pretty deep. Yeah, I would so. agree with that. Yeah. So the thing is to just do this with mind alone, sheer will, is extremely difficult. As any of you who have tried to break a habit, a bad habit, have encountered. It's really tough. So there are a couple of things that are happening behind the scenes on frequency level, which are informing your bad habits. That if you understand what they are, it makes it easier for you to break them, especially if you start doing frequency work. Okay. So one of the things is I'm going to break things apart. Okay. A little bit. So one is a habit has to do with an amend from my, I'm going to define. Okay. Just to make it helpful. So from my perspective, a habit is a mental and emotional thing. Okay, meaning it's an engagement on the mental-emotional level. It can be cause behavior, but it's usually something on the mental-emotional realm that's causing that. An addiction is when you have, from my perspective, is when you add the physical component because now you have a mental and emotional um, habit and then enforced by a physical need that's Mm. chemically enforced in the body. So now it's an addiction because it's more than just a habit. It's like a need running through the chemical patterns in your body. Mm, Make sense? So to me, that's how they're different. I'm not saying that's how anyone else would define it, but from how I'm speaking about it. Okay. So I'm Mm. distinguishing addiction from habit. Okay. Okay? So we're not talking about a physiological component. All right. So we're just talking about mental, emotional. Okay. So a number of things inform habits, like I said, that we may or may not be aware of. One is lineage very, very much informs habits habits. So a lot of the things that we pick up in both bad and good habits actually come from lineage patterns, right? So they, um, especially if they are more negative, right? So because a lot of times when these lineage patterns are of fear or control or anxiety, that type of thing, that's when bad habits can kind of kick in because they're a way of mitigating those distortion patterns behaviorally. They make us feel better. So we, there's an outlet from which we can 
do something with that distortion pattern. Like yeah. take example, like you chew on like your fingernails or like you like maybe you bite your nails or like you bite the end of pens. Like I've seen people like gnaw on the ends of pens. I used to do this myself actually. So when you have a lot of fear control, you don't really know that those patterns are running through you. And so you physically start to do something to try to mitigate the feeling of that pattern, yeah. the emotional feeling of it. So you start to do something behaviorally. Yeah. Okay. You know, let me, let me stop you sure. there because you were talking about kind of where the source of a lot of this can be lineage. Yes. And I, it, it's interesting when people start this work mm -hmm. and they go back and kind of open up the family tree yeah. and start to take a look at either good habits or bad habits. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, you know, dandelions. It starts to pop out mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, the aunt did this mm -hmm. or, you know, the cousin or Uncle Billy, or mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it runs through lineage and it tends to enforce over generation, oftentimes, these habits. And so that's why I'd say so lineage is a really key in terms of breaking habits, bad habits that we're not even aware of. Okay, so a lot of this again is on frequency work. It's very difficult to muscle through this because even if you will power your way through it, the distortion pattern's still there, it's gonna come up again. So then you've gotta muscle your way over it again, right? It's, it's very difficult. So um, so one is the lineage. The other is the pain body. So the pain body can get extremely active with regards to habits, okay? So sometimes when a pain body is very heavily distorted, it likes to have, it kind of, the bad habits are a way for it to enforce itself. It, so here, let me, let me help you. Yeah. The pain body is like a memory system, okay? In part. So it, it has a memory of the things that cause you pain, whether they're physical, mental, or emotional. So for example, when you're a little kid and you touch a hot stove, you're like, ow, that hurts. And you probably might do it one more time and then you're pretty much done because you know that that thing hurts, mm -hmm. right? So you know that it's in your memory, right? You're like, mm -hmm. don't touch the thing. Don't touch the thing because it's hot right? It hurts. So similarly, as you get older, emotional things start to register as well. So you know that someone calling you names feels bad. You're like, oh, I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. So now you start to associate that person with the person who starts to call you. Do you see what I'm saying? Your pain body has a memory of that person calling you names. So now you become much more sensitized to being judged, okay? Or being called something not good. Yeah. Yes. So as you get older and your pain body starts to establish more and you haven't released any of the distortions in the pain body, you become more highly triggered around these things. So for example, someone doesn't even call you a name. They might just even imply that you're a such and such. And now all of a sudden you're like extremely triggered, right? Because you have all this pain in your pain body and then you can go into patterns of self-abuse where you try to abuse yourself or you want to hurt someone else to get rid of the pain that's happening in your pain body. Okay, so that's just the pain body in a nutshell. Sometimes when a pain body is super heavily distorted, it will reinforce the bad habits because it can feed on the self-abuse of it. If a bad habit is something which is very negating, like, um, I don't know, there are people who have the habit, bad habit of very negative self-talk. For example, they self-abuse, yeah. they talk to themselves or they do things which will, it's partially a distortion pattern, but it's also a habit of this. Mm. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like kind of yeah. intertwines with the distortion pattern to cause this behavior, which then the pain body can feed on and get sort of satisfaction mm. out of. Does that make sense? Mm. So they're kind of tied together. Also, the thing about bad habits, so now to go to your question, back to your question, Right? How can we help? <laughs> how, can, how can we release bad habits? 
The easiest way to do this actually is through frequency work because it's not a mental game. This is not about something that you can just will. It often, often. Yeah. Okay. What happens is first you have to have the distance from your habits to become really aware of them. Sometimes we don't even see them because they're so entrenched, right? We don't even notice that we're always constantly checking to see if the door is locked, to see if what's in the bank account to make sure that we have enough. We have a habit of checking that every night. We can't stop ourselves. We just have to do it, right? To make sure we feel good about it. Whatever it is, like the habit that we do. Okay. So we don't even realize that we're doing these things. So first with frequency work, what we can do is give you distance. So you're like, oh wow, I do do that thing. And it's pretty compulsive actually. Like I, I, I do it often. Maybe not every day, but I do do it yeah. often. That gives you the dissonance and it gives you more of um, putting you into the observer position. Why is that so powerful? Because when you're in an observer position, you can see yourself not a, like from a different perspective. You're not in it so much. So therefore, you can even observe that you're having the habit, how much you do it, what you mm. receive from it in terms of emotionally, how it impacts you, how it impacts other people, this habit. That distance gives you a tremendous amount of perspective. Wow. Okay. So then the other thing is to then remove all the distortion patterns with regards to all the lineage stuff that had is all embedded in there, right? Yeah. In terms of like low self-worth or you have to have, the, uh, you, you need to do this because of X, Y, Z, you know, I, I can't, I don't have anything to tap yeah. into. So it's hard for me to talk in a vacuum, but there are definite lineage patterns that happen in terms of habits that we repeat over and over again. So sometimes even things like, um, like smoking, and I know this is an addiction, we're going yeah. into addiction land, and yeah. I said we, I'm distinguishing. Yeah. That shows up in lineage a lot, or abuse. That shows up in lineage a lot. I'm not saying those are just habits. I mean, I get that they're more profound than that. But, and it shows up lineage-wise too, right? So that even the need to smoke sometimes, which may start off just as casual, starts to pick up steam because of lineage patterns reinforcing. Yeah. Similarly with, I'm just using a more extreme example, similarly yeah. with habits, like for example, checking the lights all the time or whatever it is that you do, um, or checking to make sure the door is locked or checking many times to make sure the stove is off, you know, that type of thing. Um, that is often in lineage as well. So we have to remove that from the lineage so that you are free to stop the pattern. Now it requires that you confirm delete, obviously in the physical realm, but at least you have the opportunity to confirm delete the pattern mm -hmm. and your compulsion to do it will be much more diminished because the pattern is released. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was quite a bit. Yeah, sorry. I didn't no. draw breath. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think about our society yeah. and we all have good habits and bad habits. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of self-help books out there. Yeah, tons. And a lot of that work with the self-help is mental. Mm -hmm. Affirmations, you mm -hmm. know, you know, set up, a, you know, set up some... Uh, regimented structure in your life and yeah. try to yeah. know, overcome this or overcome yeah. that. But what I heard you say is that's extremely difficult to do. Yeah. If you haven't released the distortion yeah. that's related to the bad habit. Yeah. And what's really cool about those books, 
Okay, so if you do have the structure and you do have the mindset and the whatnot and whatever it is that they're prescribing, once you release distortion pattern, that's a really helpful tool. I'm not negating the tools. No, that's what okay. I'm saying. Yeah, so the yeah. tools are fantastic. Use you're, the tools. You're missing something. You're just missing something, though. Yeah, They'll exactly. make you the tool a lot more effective. Exactly. If you remove the distortion pattern and then implement the tool, then it's going to be a lot easier and you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, it'll happen quicker, it'll faster, faster, and be more effective. More effective, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm never saying do no, no, frequency no. work in yeah. exclusion. And yeah. I know you I know you know yeah. that, but yeah. just for the viewers or the listeners, yeah. Yeah. I'm never saying saying do frequency yeah. work and exclusion if there's a practical tool that will yeah. help you use it yeah and actually the frequency work will give that tool more effectiveness yeah. Yeah. so that's wonderful yes to but, your point but a key element of truly changing bad habits mm -hmm. is distortions yeah and a lot of them have nothing almost nothing to do with you because yes. of lineage yes exactly so don't beat yourself up yes that oh god i keep trying to change this you know and i yep. keep trying and it's very frustrating yeah as it will be yeah and it will continue to be yeah until you release the distortion pattern. Yeah. And for some of you it's going to be big. So for example, for some people healthy eating is really challenging. Really challenging because there's distortion around food through the lineage and it's a big deal. Yeah. So is that a habit or a lineage pattern? What do you call it? But I mean you could say it's a habit as well, right? Because the tendency is towards not healthy eating, right? There's like a little mm -hmm. sabotage there or whatever. It's hard to establish a good habit because you have this lineage pattern running. Therefore, to establish a good habit is difficult. So once you remove the lineage pattern with regards to food, there's often a tremendous amount with regards to food. Food's very charged actually, just like money is very charged because Food and money are usually are symbols of abundance and having enough. Okay, that's how we interpret the world. And even if it wasn't money, it was definitely food for a long time for many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's why food is such a charged thing. It's not random. Yeah. So um, as a result, there's a lot of distortion pattern through the lineage around food. So if you remove all those, then oh, here come the good habits that I've been absolutely trying to establish, and I can't seem to stay on board with it. You know, like I'm trying to. I have this plan. I really want to implement it. I have an exercise routine, but I can't seem to stick to it. Yeah. It's because the good habit can't. The good habit can't settle in and and become something that's more that becomes part of your life because the distortion pattern is running such that the good pattern can't. Yeah. Um, settle or be implemented in a way that's easy. So that's a, that's the a common denominator between mm -hmm. breaking the old and cr trying to create a new yes. healthy. Is it's it's linked right back to distortions. That's right. And the frequency work. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you can break those things on the distortion pattern on the frequency level, yeah. okay, that makes everything else on the physical, mental, emotional plane easier. Are you still going to have to do some efforting to release that? Yes. Yeah. And it will take awareness, of course. So it's kind of like, I'll just give you a little minor example, right? So I have this really terrible habit of leaving all the cabinet doors open. I don't know why. It just happens. And Chris tried to... <laughs> I was going to say at night. That, that could be uh, quite an experience, being, being in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's not his favorite habit of mine. So... However, he's very good at pointing it out uh, in a way that's very... No, 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 it's not charged, actually. I, I enjoy it when he's, he's like, yeah. so you know, the cabinet door is still open, and the cabinet door. <laughs> so he's really wonderful about pointing it out. The lovely thing about frequency work is that um, because uh, I have fewer distortion patterns, it's easier for me to remedy. So once I put my awareness on it, it's actually easier for me to really quickly eradicate the habit. So you might have to tell me to do it a couple of times, but very quickly the habit can go away because there's nothing 
there for it to sit on. So it makes it easier. So it's not, and that's such like a silly example, right? But it can happen. It starts to percolate out into all of your habits. Like seriously, once you do the store, the the frequency work, it's all you need is then awareness, and then the habits become dissolved because you're neutral around it, and nothing is quite as fixed as it used to be. It's easier to release them, which is really cool, and it's also easy to establish new things. And it's it's fun when you can get to that stage where I almost don't remember having that. Yes. You know, it's like yeah. Wow, that that has been cleared out. Like whoa. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And someone says, don't you remember when you used to do this? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. I did yeah. used to do that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Because the thing is about frequency work is that you kind of, in some ways, it's just going to sound scary to some people, and I'm going to say it anyway, is that you start to lose like forms of memory in the sense of you forget that you used to do the whatever and the whatnot right, all the time, the habit that you used to have, because yeah. you don't think about it anymore. It's not happening now, so why would you think about it? So you start to lose these memories, and therefore what happens is who you are now, because you don't have that memory anymore, is very different because you're free from it. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore, yeah. which makes it really open and cool. Yeah, yeah. and extremely exciting. Totally. So lineage habits. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on so where do habits really come from? So the theme for this group frequency calibration is helping you not only with the deeper lineage patterns that might be causing habits, also working with your pain body, okay? So you can start to get more momentum. There is, for those of you who have trouble with habits, be it bad habits or establishing new ones, there is a deep dive on the website around habits to, give you even more momentum because of course it's much more in depth than this GFC can be. Okay, so here we go. First, becoming aware of your body. Yeah. Becoming aware of the soles of your feet. Just becoming aware of them. Are they hot or cold or sweaty, dry? What are they touching? Becoming aware of the sensations. 
of the soles of your feet. So even if your feet are in contact with the air, becoming aware of the air at the soles of your feet, is it still or moving? What's the temperature? Etc. Just notice the soles of your feet. Good. And now becoming aware of your breath without changing it at first. Just noticing your breath as it is right now. without judging it. And once you've noticed your breath, taking this opportunity now to lengthen it, to allow it to become more full, more expansive. Perhaps allowing it to not only inflate your chest and your upper back, but also your belly and your lower back. Not through force, just notice if you can allow that. Deepening your breath. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. So noticing the sounds around you, other than the sound of my voice. Even far away sounds. Perhaps people talking far away, sound of traffic, somebody, somebody rustling around two rooms away from you, noticing the sounds around you. Yes. And now, becoming aware, <clears throat> excuse me, of the quality of the light. So some of you can feel this, and some of you need to blink your eyes open to look at the light. And as you look at the light, some of you will see it with your physical eyeballs and also feel it at the same time. Okay, so whatever works for you. Just becoming aware of the light and the quality of it. You don't necessarily have to think about it. Just be aware of it. Notice it. 
good. Yeah. And now, if you don't have your eyes open, blink them open and triangulate. So for those of you who are new, what you're going to do is you're going to identify three inanimate objects in the space around you. It doesn't matter what they are. And become aware of and notice the distance between object A and you. So for example, the lamp is about four foot away from me. And then feel the distance between the lamp and you. And do the same thing for object B to you and then object C to you. And you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space becomes somewhat more firm or clear or you're more aware of it or it's more present for you. Yeah. And the reason we're doing this is becoming, having you become more centered in space, which then allows you to access the zero point of time, which is the present moment in linear time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can watch episode 80, What is Time? Okay, why, th why is that important? If you feel like you need to know. Good. So now bringing your attention, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line, breathing normally. Yep. And now let's take a nice deep breath, holding your breath at the top of your inhale for a count of four. And then whenever you've completed that, you're going to release your breath and hold your exhaled breath out for a count of six. Yes. And for those of you with a faster count, keeping your attention in your heart space and also bringing your attention to the front of your throat. Now, if it's easier for you, you can put your hand on each of these spots to help you bring your attention there. If that is not helpful to you, then don't do it. Good. So as we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and to come into coherence, please note that I am working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll hear me hum or yawn or even exhale sharply. Also, I'm working more and more in silence. So if you don't hear me, it's because I'm not making any noise. I need to often work in silence when I'm accessing very high frequencies. And if I make physical noise, it uh, lowers the frequency level. So that's not beneficial to you because you don't accelerate as quickly and you will experience more detox. Okay, so just so you know, I haven't gone anywhere. Alrighty, if you don't hear me.
Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to keep our attention in the same spot and we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of that space, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance at its very, very core. And as you become aware of that brilliance, whether it's felt or seen, it's going to start to intensify because you have your attention on it. For those of you who've been doing my work for a little longer, go ahead and do what you know is coming next at your own speed. For those of you who are new, this brilliance is going to intensify because you have your attention on it. And it expands as it intensifies out through your cells, through your organs, out through your bone structure, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yeah. Now, please become aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Yeah. Good. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance so that the session is the most effective possible because it's coming from the highest resonating order. And because you can't yet come here on your own. So essentially you're in training to a future possibility of you. 
becoming aware, please, of your xiphoid process right at the base of your sternum. So your sternum is a big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Just beneath it is a fleshy point that is a little tender when you press on it. That is your xiphoid process. So this first distortion pattern that we're going to remove is that of lineage. Okay. And it's kind of like um, the stuckness that can come from certain habits that you inherit from your parents, your grandparents, their great-grandparents. Okay. It's like um, the stuckness and the despair that it's never going to change. It's always going to be like this forever. So let's release this. attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line yeah this is going to sound strange but this is almost like an obligation to carry on that habit to embody that so let's release this obligation and we'll also release expectation okay, that you must carry on the habits or that type of thing of the lineage through you now. Let's release this. It's a big one.
Good. The next distortion pattern that we're going to remove is our attachment to our habits. Okay, so even if we don't want them, they provide a certain amount of stability and certainty to us. So we're going to remove this attachment. Attention now, please, between your heart space and your belly button in a straight line down the center. Yep. So just working on your pain body to diminish it so it doesn't get as involved with self-judgment if you can't establish good habits or if you do a bad habit, etc. Okay, so just separating it from those emotions, self-talk. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers 
to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.